0: leadership potentially a shapeless concept government perceived as overwhelmingly large put the two together government leadership and you can distill it down to big and cold interested instead in a space where government leadership might be personal and warm maybe that would look like a one-on-one conversation with those we choose to speak for us in our own neighborhoods we see them walking their dogs shopping in our grocery store, talking with neighbors in the coffee shop, cheering from the little league sidelines, witnessing community tragedy, solving problems, and generating opportunities. Now let's get to know them and know what motivates them, what nourishes them, what inspires them. From Studio 67, I'm Ginger Deligal, and this is Pack and Chat, 670 seconds with Florida's local leaders. With me in the studio today is Commissioner Nick Maddox from Leon County. Commissioner Maddox, welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me. It's great to see you today. Pleasure's all mine. So we've been talking about leadership and you're a local leader in this community. You also have a day job, you have a family, lots of volunteer work you do, all kinds of sort of overachieving activities, long to-do lists. So what keeps, you, what keeps you going every day to get all of those things done?
1: Well, you know, there's a lot of things that I can think of. But one thing in particular is, you know, when I, when I wake up every morning, I think about a legacy I want to leave for my children um, and, and the example I want to set for them as an adult. And so um, that, that is the thing that drives me every single morning. As a matter of fact, like I get up and the first thing I do is I meditate a little bit with them in mind. I uh, imagine each one of their little faces, and and what I want them achieve, want them to achieve as adults, and the kind of legacy I want to build for them to carry on uh, when they get older. Um, so that's 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 the that's my most uh, important and, and biggest driver each and every day for me to to do what I do
0: tell us what your
1: florida story is too how did you get here um you know i came down here in 1999 to play football for florida state uh played for the great coach bobby bowden spent four years at florida state left and swore I was never coming back to Tallahassee, as we all do when we get here and uh, from out of state and, and went and played a few years professionally and came back in 2005 because I had to finish my degree because I left the semester early. And I've been here every since and uh, it's, been, it's been a great place to live. I love the state of Florida. I love the city of Tallahassee and Leon County.
0: So how did you go from football player, came back to Tallahassee, finished your degree, to running for countywide office?
1: Interesting story. Um, I, I don't have much of a political background. It's just uh, something that was kind I kind of fell into, which has been the story of my life. I didn't have much of an athletic background. I first put, picked up football. I had more of a, a video, play, video game playing background. When my, my mom made me play football, which I was kind of good at. So um, I was working for a guy by the name of Mark Scott and it was 2009 and he was looking for someone to run for office because he didn't like the incumbent and he said nick i think you're the guy and i said i think i'm not uh and he he pressed me a little bit and we talked about he said well go talk to some people and uh, i know i'm your boss but i'm not going to make you do it and so I went and spoke to a few of my friends. Sean Pittman was one of the big influencers, and he told me, he said, Nick, you gotta you got go talk to 20 other people. If they say yes, you should go, you should go. If not, then don't worry about it. I talked to those 20 people, and they all said I should go. Uh, so I went back to Sean. I said, you gonna run my campaign? He said yes, and I filed for political office. I went back to those 20 people, asked every one of them for a check, one gave me a check. <laughs> so uh, it was one of those things of, of hey, you know, we, we believe in you, but we didn't know you were going to run against that guy. Um, and we so happened to win the election, be the 16-year incumbent. And it was, it was I caught I caught the the dog by the tail, and I've been uh, trying to catch up ever since. But it's been a great ride. It's been an awesome ride. I've enjoyed my, my experience as an elected official. I've enjoyed my meeting the people, the commissioners across the state, constituents across the state, and learning how, how politics actually work, not just at the local level but the national level as well in state so
0: so you've done this more than once so what made you run again for office I wasn't
1: done you know I I, uh, you know at first term things went well but you know I I think what most commissioners uh, our new elect newly elected officials forget is that you have four years to get Mm -hmm. something done uh, and so that first year, I spent a lot of time just learning. Again, I didn't come from a political background. Matter of fact, the place I come from, people don't vote. Uh, and so I spent the first year just watching and learning, um, you know, inserting myself in conversations that I knew about, but then again, not inserting myself in conversations that I had no idea about, but learning uh, how things are supposed to go. And by the, time, by the end of that first term, I, I, I felt good about what I knew. But didn't feel as good about accomplishing everything I wanted to accomplish. So I ran again. I had an opponent my first election. We we won pretty handily, I think like 70-30 uh, was the was the vote count there. But when I sat back in that seat, I felt like I had a better understanding of how to get things done. And I started moving in the direction of of, of how instead of learning. And uh, it's been it's been it's been good for me ever since. I've 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 pushed for for us to redevelop Orange Avenue apartments, which is our which is our projects here in Leon County. Uh, we're, we're well on our way to doing that, and I got a few more things that I want to get done, but that was, that was one of the big things when I, when I took office that I wanted to do was start that project.
0: Sounds great. Mm -hmm. So going back to your family, congratulations, by the way, to your daughter and getting in the IB program at Rickards. Thank you. But kind of bringing that forward and talking about starting your day with meditation and legacy and thinking about your kids in particular, bringing that into the world of multi-term county commissioner. When you're sitting there in a public hearing and people are literally yelling and screaming at you, what do you draw upon in that moment, even, to, to continue to do the work that you're doing? Um, you know,
1: I try to live my life with the least amount of emotion, of emotion as possible. Uh, I think that rationality should rule how we, how we govern ourselves as elected officials. Uh, and, and, and understanding things in that way, you understand why people get emotional. And also you understand that you have to keep caps on your own emotions because an emotional decision in most in most cases uh is likely not the right decision and so i try to i try to take my time through things i try to think things through i try to work from work from from the person who's speaking, I try to work from their thoughts, their attitude, their experiences versus working from my own. So most times when I'm sitting on that dais and someone's going crazy over an issue, I try to think about why. What is it that happened to them in order to produce this type of emotion? And I try to identify with that emotion. And once I identify that emotion and understand why, uh, I make my decisions based off of that, along with the facts and the data that we get as commissioners. I, I think earlier on, something that was taught to me was People never most people never understand the decisions that you make because they'll never get the amount of data that you get in order to make your decision. But you have to balance the data that you get with the emotions those people feel. So they feel they feel like you're not totally ignoring the human side of it. The the, the part of you that need to be that needs to be empathetic to what they're going through. And so. um, Robert, Robert Greene is, is an author that I love. I've read all of his books, 48 Laws of Powers, Law of Seduction. Um, two of my favorites is The 50th Law and Law of Human Nature. And it's all about really taking the time to, to understand how, human, how the human mind works and, and not letting your decisions be based off of emotion. So I, I really, really try hard, try really hard not to let my emotional self get in front of my rational self when I make decisions as an elected official.
0: Well, I think uh, balance there is also a good way to sort of to sum that up in the moment that yes you do have the analytical side and all of the data at your disposal and then you do have people with raw emotion especially right now sort of you know a year out from COVID and we've had civil unrest and we had an election and lots of emotional issues coming at you all at the county commission level so we we can just wrap up here but if you had a, a backpack that you took with you every day what would you put in your that backpack figuratively or literally um, to help you through the hard times
1: well I've talked about most of it uh, and that backpack would be uh, those Robert Green books that I just chose the 50th law as well as the law of human nature uh, a photo of my kids um, a Pair of black on cloud running shoes with some FSU sweats Um, and about, and my whoop band. I can't forget my whoop band because I got to know my heart rate while I'm doing all this working out. Uh, Some AirPods because I got to have music. And last but not least, a full gallon of water. That's what would be, it might be a heavy backpack, but that's what would be in there.
0: No red Kool-Aid?
1: No, nah, I'm going to leave the red Kool-Aid alone for right now. My, my daughter has me on this whole thing. It depends on the month. I mean, I mean, if it wasn't this month, it'd probably be some red Kool-Aid in the whole gallon of water. But my daughter has, has, has tasked me as of February 28th. She called me. She said, Daddy, we're going to do a gallon of water every day for the month of March. And we're only doing water. Uh, except for Friday, Saturday and birthdays. But daddy, you don't get to do birthdays. You just get to do Friday, not even Saturday because you're an adult and you need more water than me. So, so
0: I'm just doing water these days. She sounds like a girl after my heart. That's my girl. So last question, um, in those AirPods, what song do you have on repeat over and over do you keep going back to?
1: Oh man, that's a good one. There's so many. Um, Tupac has a song, it's, uh, it ain't easy it ain't easy. Um, it's it's specifically written for uh, black men or uh, minorities in general, but it's not but it it really covers a maraud of thoughts if you really take time to change some of the words it could fit for you too. It ain't in and, and the chorus says it ain't easy being me. And it's not I mean I mean if you think about anybody even you. I mean it's not easy being who you are. Think about how how many times you you place that mask on in places where you really don't want to place the mask on, but you have to because that's what you have to be in that moment, right? Um, How many people know the real authentic Ginger Delegal? How many people know the real authentic enigmatics? How many people deserve access to that person? Uh, So that would be on repeat because it ain't easy being me.
0: That's a good one. Yeah. So we'll conclude with that. Thank you for being here. So, for everybody out in our listening audience, we look forward to talking with you in our next episode.